1: The Favorites Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Football season is coming and there is no better place to start making every moment more than with FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because they've got great odds and markets for NFL futures, MLB, PGA Tour, tennis, and more. Plus, their app is safe, easy to use, and when I win, I get paid out fast. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now and sign up with promo code favorites so they know I sent you. You must be 21 and over and present in select states only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit Fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-877-770-STOP. In Louisiana, 1-877-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee Red Line is 1-800-889-9789, one 4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Welcome to the Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined, as I am every single episode, by my co-host, my companion, my compadre, my BFF, professional better from the fighting city of Philadelphia. Home of the team we love to win the NFC East, especially with their odds, Mr. Simon Hunter.
2: Yeah, My brother. You know me, Chad, East Coaster for life. Can't the can't can't be saved for you, right? I think you're looking West Coast. What's going on there, dude?
1: Listen, I was in uh, Los Angeles last week. Had a great few days, and I uh, spent some time all day Friday. The Action Network team, a lot of folks were there. You know, Sean Kerner, Chris Raybon. Uh, they live out there. We had some Action Network NFL brainstorming. Everybody should be listening to the Action Network NFL podcast at this point because it's ridiculously smart. You'll hear Kerner, you'll hear Raybon, you'll hear Stucky. And um, we were talking about a lot of ideas. And then that night we went to SoFi, saw the Rams play the Texans. And of course, like, the total in the game, I think it opened at 38. And then there were three points in the first 28 minutes. So everyone started betting the under 30, 31. And then, of course, there were 10 points in the final 90 seconds of the first half. Uh, so it started making everyone sweat. The night before was that Seahawks-Bears game. And there was an Action Network party. And uh, there's a great gif now of Raybon, uh collapsing after the Seahawks. Did not score because he had the under 38 in that game. It's sweating time. It's yeah. summer, yep. but it's already sweating time for the NFL season.
2: <laughs> no, it's the best. Like just sweating preseason games, Chad. It's, it's the ultimate appetizer before the main meal we're about to have.
1: It is. So listen, in a few minutes, our volume poobah, Colin Cowherd, is going to come on. He's going to tell us everything he thinks he knows about the NFC West. And we are going to try to make him... Change his mind because the guy doesn't really know that much.
0: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to be generationally wealthy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's up to us to make him look better throughout the course of the year. He's trying to run a major media empire here. We can't make him look foolish. We're going to talk about the NFC West. I just saw the Los Angeles Rams. Obviously, the uh, Rams, who are the defending Super Bowl champions, uh, with Matthew Stafford with Sean McVay with Aaron Donald, with Jalen Ramsey, with Cooper Cup, Cam Akers. Not the team to beat in the NFC because that's still the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, according to the odds. But they are at plus 125 to win the NFC West. We're not going to make our picks yet. But I will say, unlike last year, the Rams are more interesting to me than the Niners, who are at plus 175. Last year, I loved, loved the
2: Niners. Yeah, definitely definitely a different vibe, right, coming to this season. We had our doubts with Matthew Stafford, a guy who had been losing his whole career. And we kind of realized uh, maybe that was more of a Detroit Lions problem than it was a Matthew Stafford problem because he made major clutch throws and huge spots. That whole playoff run, again, Brady had his back against the wall. People forget that game. They blew whatever that was, a 28-10 to 10 lead. Brady came all the way back, and he made Matthew Stafford the big throws to get that win. Again, they were down against the 49ers, 10 points in the fourth quarter. He came back, and they won the NFC Championship game, went to the Super Bowl. Again, down a touchdown in the fourth quarter, or down four points. He went down the field, scored a touchdown. So, you know, I'd love to love to doubt the Rams and be like last year was a little fluky, and, you know, it won't be as easy this year with a, a tough division, but it's hard to really doubt the Rams, right? They're the cream of the crop right now. For anything, they, they're going to be better than they were last year in the sense that they have the confidence now. They have the belief. And we talked about it with uh, Ross about the believing in your quarterback. That's a huge advantage to certain teams. If you're the Rams, you got to be feeling good, right? I mean, you have the ultimate belief in your quarterback. The only pause is we have already hear Stafford's getting injections in his throwing arm. You don't want to be hearing that mid-August, right? Like, pause, a little, little worrisome. Like, I was all in on them to win this division. Now I'm a little hesitant. I don't know if I'm going to keep betting them to win this division, just in the sense that that's, that's not good. Okay. The coach coach came out and talked about that. It's not that big of a deal, but Stafford himself, he said, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I've had injections in my elbow because it doesn't feel right. So that's something you need to monitor before you start placing big bets on this Rams team.
1: Yeah. You mentioned uh, Ross Tucker, who we had on the podcast. I can't remember now if it was Ross Tucker or Jordan Palmer who basically broke it down, your belief in your quarterback is is into three categories. It can be divided into three categories. You you know you can win, you think you can win, (laughs) you hope you can win. The Rams are in a know you can win scenario with Matthew Stafford.
2: Can't be the same said for the rest of this division, right?
1: the the Seahawks you can't even be in a no <laughs> think hope category no nah. the Niners and Cardinals are really fascinating like i said Niners yep. plus 175 Cardinals plus 350 um what are wise guys saying about the Niners right now with Trey Lance as we've gone into we've seen some preseason performances
2: I think the wise guys are looking at it like the rest of us where did you get the value on Trey Lance? Did you bet Trey Lance in February, March to win Offensive Player of the Year and MVP just because Jimmy G was still on the roster and still thought to be the starter? That's where the value was. Now, you know, we're here in August. Trey Lance has had moments, right? We've seen him in the preseason have some big throws and you can see why they're able to, they're saying, okay, we'll move on from Jimmy because we know what Jimmy is, right? Jimmy's a great quarterback, but he's the guy that, You can count on, is he a top 15 guy? Probably not. Right. Jimmy's just another guy. So to me, I like the move. I like the move to Trey. I like what I've seen from Trey Lance. Can I get behind him over the Cardinals? I don't know. Cardinals, I kind of know what they are. I don't really know what I'm getting here in this 49ers team. And we've seen in the history of Shanahan, they're an up down team. Every year they peak, right. They make a super bowl. They make an MC championship game and they completely fall off the following season. Usually it's because of the quarterback injury, but there's usually other reasons that factor into that. So a lot of question marks with this 49ers team, and I touched on a little bit with this Cardinals team. I just don't think people like them right now. The pros don't really like them either. The public doesn't seem to care about them. I mean, that's pretty crazy. They're plus 300 to win this division, and they were a quarter away, a quarter away from winning this division last year, and they lost it at the very end of the season. So that's kind of crazy. I didn't know that number had gone up that high. I guess it's just moved because of the Trey Lance you know, preseason games. He's just looked really good this preseason.
1: Yeah, I think uh people have started getting really excited about Trey Lance. I feel like last year, the odds for the Niners to win the division were not that much further off than what they are right now. The Rams were the favorites, but the Niners coming off the season they had had, um, With Jimmy G, a quarterback, like people were expecting big things from them. So the fact that people are feeling what they feel about Trey Lance, I'm a seller here. I'll be honest. Like, I'm never a believer when I see great things happening in the preseason. I'm not a believer in a second year quarterback who really hasn't played at the highest levels of competition yet. Um, I don't like the Cardinals either. And Kyler Murray, I hate Cliff Kingsbury, uh, but I, I'm not a buyer. Uh, Like I've always been a buyer on the Niners.
2: Yeah. Not a buyer on the Niners. I think it's the, a lot of pros are looking at as the RG three factor, right? We saw Shanahan with RG three squeeze every inch of talent out of that kid. And he used them up and he used it in the wrong way. Right. The kid was never the same RG three, like that knee injury crippled his career. Trey Lance is a clean body. This kid has got no injuries. He's he's good to go. He's got the weapons. He's got the tools. He's got the arm, the speed, everything. So, like, when I think about it, I think, okay, Shanahan, who I argue all the time, is a top-five offensive mind in this league. If this kid can be legit and put it together, that's, that's an incredible upside of a team with the 49ers. It's what Chad's saying, though. It's like you've got nothing to base it off. We just have nothing to see of Trey Lance, where I watched his game film last year. He was a deer in headlights. Like, honestly – Shanahan barely opened up the offensive playbook because that's how much he didn't trust him. So the fact that Shanahan's backed him, who knows, maybe that's just because he's on the edge right now because he gave away three first-round picks. Clearly, they've staked their claim in saying, you know what? We don't care about the the Jimmy drama. Jimmy's not our quarterback. It's Trey Lance, and Jimmy's just been sitting at home this whole time.
1: Why is it? Why is it okay to gamble on a lot of what we're saying we would gamble on decisions that are the exact that, that that have the same factors. Is it the price? Is it the quarterback? Like, what are we, what's keeping us from making the decision to place the bet on this team right now?
2: I would say it's the price personally. Um, I, I've had a good run here waiting out this 49ers team. Like last year, that was a beauty. We just waited it out. If you would have bet them before the season, I believe they were 15 to 1 or 18 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. We did nothing. We didn't tie our money up. We just waited all the way until January. We got them a 22, 20 to 1 to make the Super Bowl. So, this 49ers team we've just seen historically, they just kind of have injuries throughout the season to key guys and they just don't put it together. Like, what were they last year? 9 and 8, 10 and 7. And they literally had one. I think they're, they lost their final game, I'm pretty sure, but they had won whatever it was, five or six straight to get in the playoffs. Maybe they did win their final game. I just remember they had crazy momentum heading to the playoffs. And that's what I'm looking for in this team, where it's like, I think they're going to have a lot of speed bumps like Chad's talking about, Trey Lance. But man, if Shanahan could figure it out with this kid's talent, there's no holes in this team. They got arguably the best pass rusher and Nick Bosa, and they got one of the best linebackers that play football and Fred Warner. It's like their defense is set. We know the offensive scheme. So I guess to me, the pros that have been betting this, It's like the new toy, right? They've already won the money all last year we talked about. The pros were all over the Rams last year. They're just not on them this year. They're more on the new toy of Trey Lance and this 49ers team. Here's
1: a question that would be a great one to ask Colin, uh, which we'll do as soon as he comes on in a couple of minutes. You and I are both huge Kyle Shanahan fans. And last year when we were talking about the Rams and the Niners and all the wise guys like the Rams, credit to the wise guys, I love the Niners because I thought Kyle Shanahan was a better play caller and better at coaching up his team. We had seen in the past, he'll be playing second and third stringers and this team is playing it close and winning games or losing games very closely. To me, that's a sign of a great coach, right? Yeah. Now McVay has been to two Super Bowls in five years, won one, lost one, clearly learned a lot from what he had lost. Uh Made the hard choices to get rid of Jared Goff. Am I not giving Sean McVay enough credit? Is he a better coach than Kyle Shanahan? What do you think?
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I have to say yes. I have have more time to think about it during this offseason just because of, you know, how I feel about McVay that I do think he is incredible and really smart, but he does really dumb stuff at the end of games. Like he gets tight. And that was kind of the knock on Shanahan. But the difference with McVay is, he did it, right? He won the Super Bowl where every time Shanahan's gotten close, again, I just talked about they were up 10 points in the fourth quarter with the ball with Jimmy G. And I don't want to put it on Shanahan, but he's calling the plays. And, like, that's what happened with Matt Ryan. We could all put on Matt Ryan choking away that Falcons game. I mean, that was on the coach, right? He played prevent offense. He was just trying to waste the clock away. And Tom Brady was able to tire out that defense and bring it back. So Shanahan, to me, has all the question marks right now. This guy is an offensive genius. He puts his players in the best position. But when it comes to the crunch time in the fourth quarter, again, I even talk about him blowing that lead to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. It's just time and time again, he gets his team there, and then all of a sudden, he loses it in the fourth quarter. So that's why I'm just excited with the Trey Lance thing. It's just like no more excuses, right? Like this is it. You got your quarterback you wanted. No more excuses.
1: You got your guy. You got your team. You got your players on defense. You've got your receiver running back and Debo Samuel happy and locked in. You've got the quarterback that you traded up to get who can do everything that allows you to call every play that you want to call. Kyle Shanahan's got to prove it. He's got to prove it in the next couple of years. He's got to prove that he can be the great coach that everyone believes he can be. We're going to bring in Colin right now. I think that's the first question we're going to pose to Colin. Who's the best coach in this division? Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay? Kick off week one with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets, guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code FAVORITES to get in on the action. That's promo code FAVORITES to get in on the action. Then you can turn game day into payday all season long. Personally, I'd be using my $150 in free bets on the jacksonville jaguars against the spread in week one play your way and bet on more than just the final score Wager on everything from touchdowns to total yards to catches you can even combine your bets for a chance for a bigger payout with a same game parlay don't fumble your chance to get 150 dollars in free bets win or lose with promo code favorites make every moment more with fanduel official Sportsbook partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or over and in select states. First online real money wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado. Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. All right, as promised, the grand poobah of the Volume Podcast Network Colin Cowherd, first question. Here's what Simon and I have been debating: NFC West, best coach in the NFC West, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan.
0: Who's better? Well, I. This is my theory on this. So three guys came out of Washington: McVay, Shanahan, and Lafleur. So McVay is the best culture builder. He's good-looking. He looks like an athlete. Athletes buy into him. He's incredible in front of a room. He builds cultures. Shanahan's the smartest of all three, and if you ask them privately, they will tell you Kyle's the smart one. Dad's a Hall of Fame-level coach. He has a real scheme that is duplicated throughout the league. McVeigh doesn't because people can't duplicate McVeigh's alpha, right? I mean, McVeigh's literally, Amazon was going to pay him $25 million a year to talk football. Kyle wouldn't be that interesting. So McVeigh's the culture builder. Shanahan's the genius. And Lafleur's caught in the middle. He's not as good as McVeigh culture builder. He's soft-spoken. He's not the genius of Shanahan. And my argument's always been, all he's done is beat up on an increasingly bad NFC North. What, what, where's this? I've, I've watched the Packers melt down the last two years in the playoffs in the fourth quarter at home. I don't see any genius there. You got Aaron Rodgers, you know? So if you're asking me who's the better coach, Shanahan schematically is a better coach than Sean McVay. And if you gave him Stafford and you gave McVay Jimmy Garoppolo, it'd be really obvious. But I think Shanahan is our Bill Walsh. I think he is viewed as the most intelligent coach. But there is huge value in culture building. I think McVay's got a Tomlin. Feel to him tomlin feels like a player like like mike it, do we think mike's schematically brilliant no but that that team plays hard in the preseason like they have an attitude the rams are really they've kind of cool like kind of unflappable kind of mcveigh so it's not a good answer but if you're asking me the greatest schematic coaches ever we'd probably go lombardi walsh Peyton. Belichick, I think Shanahan fits into that. He just doesn't have the rings yet, but I think he's a, I think he's a football genius. So
1: that, that's interesting, right? Because last year, go back to last year, the Niners and the Rams, there's a lot of talk about which one of these two teams will win the division, which one of these two teams should be the favorite to win the NFC along with the Bucs, Packers, et cetera. A lot of wise guys liked the Rams because of the addition of Matthew Stafford. I was poo-pooing that because I felt like Kyle Shanahan, you know, they used to say the the saying that Bum Phillips used to have about Chuck Knoll, I think it was, right? Chuck Knoll can take take his 11 and beat you and take your 11 and then beat you again, right? Like he was such a good coach. It didn't matter. That's what I feel about Shanahan. But all of a sudden, because McVay has the ring, he feels like He's vaulted ahead. He's combined the culture and the scheme and been smart enough to bring people in whose schemes he can follow. Now we got the Rams plus 125 and the 49 to win the division. And the 49ers plus 170, very short odds, shorter than they had last year, I think, with Jimmy G and Trey Lance. Simon, tell Colin your thoughts on this.
2: I mean, looking at this line right now, I think the pros, I told you, I think they're all over the 49ers. The upside's higher with the 49ers in the sense that. Trey Lance reminds them of the exact playing style of RG three. And we know what Shanahan did with RG three. He took that talent and took it to the highest level RG three could ever possibly reach. Right. I mean, that was electric. The, the whole country was taken over by that Washington football team when RG three took over that offense and they're banking on the same idea with Trey Lance. This kid is incredible outside the pocket, huge arm and a high level of intelligence, right? No turnovers This is last year playing in college. The man had zero interceptions. So When I think of what the pros are looking at with the Trey Lance thing, it's the second year bump, right? It's the Mahomes in his second year took his team all the way to the AFC championship game. It's Lamar in his second year, won MVP. That's what they're betting on. So when I'm looking at the best value in this division, yeah, I would say that the pros, it makes sense why they're on this 49ers team. Where me, I'm looking at kind of boring where I just think this Rams team just complete. Like I see no step back from what they did last year. And I just believe in Stafford and McVay. I know what I'm getting here. And I think the number's right. Like that, that, that at a plus number, plus 110, plus 120, that's a fair value bet in the hardest division of football, arguably. So to me, you know, I, I take that number with the Rams just in the sense that this is the, to me, the most competitive team in this division where I have too many questions still with this 49ers team at the QB position.
0: You know, the other thing where I like both the Rams and the Niners. So Tampa's interior O line has fallen apart. Ali Marpet was a top-five guard, gone. Ryan Jensen, top-five center, gone. Now the backup got hurt. And the Packers no longer have Devontae Adams. So it feels like, to me, Brady will be able to throw on play action, but on straight drops against the Rams and Aaron Donald, it will be a problem. On straight drops against the Niners' pass rush, it will be a problem. So as you guys well know, sometimes it's how do you match up like green bay to me no longer feels like a team that can fall behind and quickly catch up without a number one receiver they're going to have to control the line of scrimmage and be a different team tampa similarly with this tom brady hates pressure at the feet they cannot trail late and drop 18 straight times that's not what this O line is jensen was a fantastic center i mean one of the league's more underrated players So, I kind of feel like in a weird way, as the AFC, it just gets better and all these young quarterbacks get better and more experienced. The NFC is just open for the Rams and the Niners. I think, and I think what Trey Lance will be is a less accurate Jimmy G with more big plays athletically, and that'll be fine. I mean, Jimmy G had 20 TDs, 12 picks last year, and they got to the NFC championship. They really had no over the top ability, right? But he's an accurate thrower. So I, I kind of feel like Rams, Niners, they've gotten a huge break with Devontae Adams leaving and the Bucks' injuries. I don't think Tampa and Green Bay have the ability to play from behind at the same level as they did in previous years.
1: So right now, according to FanDuel, Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus 340 on the money line, that's all Tom Brady, right? Like, Colin, what you just said about the offensive line is accurate. Every better knows... You pay attention to what's happening there. It's why betters watch preseason games so they can see how the second and third string offensive linemen are doing. Because in week 10, if that guy's out, the starter's out, they want to know what kind of value they're going to get, right? So that's a public play. Bucks at plus 340. Rams, five to one, plus 500 right now. Packers, five to one on FanDuel. That feels like an Aaron Rodgers public play too, right? Because, like, Colin, I've heard you talk on the radio about Matt LaFleur, about the scheme, about the knee for receivers right now. Then you got the Niners at plus 750. Of those four teams, which two teams have the most talent, have the best coaches, and are the most loaded at every single position that matters the most right now in football?
0: Yeah. The two teams I have watched in the preseason, even with backups, I'm going, wow. Bills. Niners like the Rams have really good, really good high end talent, but they don't have a second corner. Um, their linebacking core outside of Bobby Wagner is pretty pedestrian interior lines. Okay. When I watch the bills and the Niners, I'm like, shit. I mean, that Niners, all those, that running back from LSU, Danny gray, like <laughs> they hit on and they hit on some draft picks. It's like, Oh, wow. Wow. They were deep. I think we forget, too, the Niners have had, and maybe it's Shanahan style, they've overcome a lot of injuries in the last two years. In the toughest division, they still give the Rams fits with injured Jimmy G, injured Debo, injured Kittle. They have overcome injuries. So far, it's been a pretty clean camp, and I think they have more depth now than they had the previous two years. So,
1: in your opinion, Trey Lance, everyone's getting excited about him. When you look at a Trey Lance as quarterback, see what he hasn't done, see what he did in college against clearly inferior competition. What makes you feel comfortable buying into the Niners about
0: him? um, Because I think they have a Super Bowl coach, a Super Bowl defense, a Super Bowl roster. I think they have depth. Seattle's tanking in the division. That's two wins. And my takeaway is. I think he's going to complete about 61% of his throws and he's going to be Jimmy G, but healthier and more dynamic moving the ball. Um, Shanahan's very interesting. Privately, he may have concerns about his accuracy, but what Kyle Shanahan wouldn't want. I'd make the argument. He wouldn't want Aaron Rodgers because Aaron wouldn't listen to him. Kyle likes quarterbacks who he can tell what to do, and they'll listen. And I think most great offensive coaches, truth be told, I think Favre drove Holmgren crazy. Um, Montana was a good listener. That's why Walsh liked him, is that we always have this idea. Like, I think I think Mahomes is hard to coach. I think mechanically he goes sideways every year for about six weeks. I think Andy Reid loves him, but he's hard. So there's always this feeling that um, you know the more talent, the better. No, really, it's actually Brady knows his limitations. And that's why he's always taken to coaching. Aaron Rodgers is harder to coach. Marino was harder to coach. Jeff George was hard to coach. So Trey is not good enough to be uncoachable. And I think Trey knows it. And I think in a weird way, Shanahan can mold him to what he wants him to be. So I don't see all his limitations as flaws. I see them as sort of benefits for a brilliant coach who doesn't want a guy ad living. Who doesn't want a guy out there who, who believes like I could win with any coach? I think Trey Lance needs Kyle. And so I think the relationship, when the quarterback needs the coach, it works.
1: I never know when you say privately. I never know how behind the curtain you're bringing us because of all your contacts in the NFL.
0: That was not sourced. That is my belief. I think if you listen to my show, yeah, you watch. i your show. <laughs> yeah. So my belief is, like Sean Payton's a great example. Drew Brees was short. Drew Brees wasn't super athletic. Drew Brees couldn't throw it over the top his last seven years. He needed coaching. Therefore, he was really coachable. That's why Sean Payton loved him, right? Like Josh Allen is great, but he would drive Sean Payton at times crazy. Mahomes drives Andy crazy at times. Like they, like, you know, it's, it's not easy. It's constantly managing. So the downside of LeBron is he doesn't need a lot of coaching. And so you kind of sometimes, the knock on LeBron has been in the NBA. It's kind of his team. The offense runs through LeBron. You don't do a lot of coaching. And so for for Frank Vogel, that maybe is okay. But for Spolstra, it drove him fucking batty. Like, like Spolstra's a coach. He's a really good coach. He likes to coach. LeBron doesn't need a lot of coaching. So I think Shanahan's a genius. And I think he likes to mold stuff out of his vision. And Jimmy and Trey, I mean, Jimmy's, let's be honest. It, it wasn't Jimmy's lack of talent. It's just Jimmy's not as committed as Kyle is. He disappears and he's hurt. But Trey's, Trey's issues are, you know, he. I wish he was a prettier thrower. He's not. He's not Joe Burrow. He's not Kyler. That's not who he is. But I think in the end, he's going to like Trey. If Trey can get to about 61.5%, 62% completion percentage, he's, he's talented enough to win, but not talented enough to not listen.
1: All right. So for value, we like the Niners. But the Rams are probably
0: the... I would bet. The Niners, to me, are the better bet. Cause you get okay. some value. Yeah. I think people view Lance as weak or a weakness. And I'm like, I don't, I I also, I think the Niners are one of the better, bets. Minnesota is my favorite bet in the NFC. I think they're, I think nine and a half is just incredibly, like I would pound the under on Dallas, pound the over on Minnesota, but I think the Niners are the rare. I think it's the second best roster in the league to Buffalo. I really do. I think it's the, in every unit, they have a star. I mean, I, seriously. I mean, Fred Warner, Bosa, Trent Williams, Debo, uh, Elijah Mitchell, frankly, in Kyle's system is kind of a star. Like they have stars everywhere tight ends, safeties, pass rushers, tackles. I I love their roster.
2: I mean, I can't disagree with Colin that it's, it is a good value bet on the 49ers. To me, the value has been bet out of it at this point. That's why I'm just a little hesitant on it, where the pros have already hit it, where we talked about it late in the seat, like late after the season ended. Jimmy was still the quarterback, so people were still kind of down on the 49ers just because we've seen the same song and dance with Jimmy, and there was no real upside to the betting that team. Now Trey Lance stepping in, they've been bet up to this point. So to me, I disagree in the sense that I think the best value is on the Rams because that number really has come down a little bit where we talked about that news about Matthew Stafford getting two shots into his elbow, his throwing arm that moved that number, right? People immediately were like me, that's, that's red flags. When you're hearing someone again injections in August, that's bad. So, to me, that's the big the big pause of the Rams right now. If I was going to put six figures on them heading into the season, that's cut way down, way, way down. So, to me, I was all in on the Rams, head into it. I was going to get in on it with a lot of other guys. But I think we're all kind of all in a mode of we'll touch the Rams, we'll bet the Rams – I think Colin touched on it. I still think they're the best team, them and the 49ers, in the NFC with everything going on with Green Bay and Tampa. But there's still so many question marks. I'd rather bet these other teams that are way down the NFC because I just think it's wide open. There's just a lot of question marks around all these teams, even the top ones, NFC. There's no value in the AFC this year. We know who the six big dogs are in the AFC, the six best yeah. quarterbacks. NFC, like, again, we, what, what we, talked about, we talked about the Eagles. There's all these new and upcoming quarterbacks in the NFC that you'll be able to hit on one of these guys, and that's where the value is going to be.
1: Listen, Colin just said the Niners could be the second best roster after the Bills. Bills are six to one to win the Super Bowl right now. Uh, And uh, according to FanDuel, the San Francisco 49ers uh, are 16 to one. And there are five teams that separate them. The Bucks, Chiefs, Rams, Packers, Chargers, then Niners at 16 to one. So what I'll say is, as we wrap it up here, listen to Colin. Go bet the Niners 16 to 1 to win the
0: Super Bowl. Would I bet that? Are you asking me at 16 to 1? No,
1: I'm, that's how I'm ending it. That's what I'm saying. Go bet the Listen to Colin. The Niners have the second best roster. They are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7th shortest odds at 16 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. That feels like a play you want to make.
0: Boom. Totally agree. Brandon Ayuk's had a great camp, by the way. So it feels like they've got two A's. The, the reports I get from like Middlecough Ayuk has exploded. Ayuk, Debo,
1: like you said, along the offensive line, along the defensive line. It's an elite team with elite coaching staff and a big question to quarterback and whether or not they can manage that becomes the question. It's also the defining moment for Kyle Shanahan's legacy. I agree. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. This has been the Favorites Podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. And, and don't forget, we are unleashing a torrent of podcast brilliance, the Action Network Podcast. Go check it out. Go deeper, go bigger, go longer on all your favorite NFL betting insights, Action Network Podcast. Go check it out. For Simon Hunter for matt mitchell thank you to colin cowherd our volume grand pooba download us from apple podcasts from spotify wherever you get your podcasts rate review subscribe leave us five stars say whatever you want feedback is a gift love you